Dara, we ha- we have a, a a guest that uh, that you know well. A very good friend of mine, uh, Kitty Layden from Tulla. She's on there on the phone. Are, are you there, Kitty? I am. Yes. Very good. Um, so look, Kitty. I suppose we'll start off by asking about your childhood um, and being raised up in Cree. What was that like? Oh, sure. It was great because uh, I was. Uh, you know, I went, I lived out in the countryside. We were about two miles from the village of Cree. And um, on Sunday, we had the Thai cats bring us to Mass. And it was lovely. And we thought we were the bee's knees. Yes. And then as I grew up, we went to the national school, Clanbeg, which closed, sadly, uh, two weeks ago after 140 years. And then, where did I go after that? Oh, yes, then I left school at 13. And um, And why did you leave school at 13? Well, there was nowhere. I was finished school, and um, there was nowhere for me to go. Uh, The convent was too far away, and there was no buses traveling in those days. Yes. So, um, it's funny... um, the nuns came around one day, and the mercy order from Dungarvan, and they said to me, how, <laughs> how would you like to join the convent? I thought of myself, are you crazy? Being the youngest of 11, you know, I was spile rotten, you know. And uh, But anyway, lo and behold, my mother sent me there for two years. Okay. And they taught me how to cook and um, uh, do different things and how to... Uh, that when I go to the States, all my family went to America. They yeah. went to England first, and then they went to the States. And they all did well there. God bless them and save them. All gone to heaven now except myself. And uh, I stayed there there for two years. And then I came back and I went to the States. And just which is a whole new beginning over in America, you know. Um, We never saw um, running water or fancy toilets or nothing like that. Actually, Kissy, talking about America, what age did you move over to America and why did you go to America? I I went to America at 17. My sisters brought me over. Uh, They thought that I, you know, being the youngest and I'd be well taken care of. And um, so I went over and I got a job making ice cream sodas and shrapps. That was a big name in my day, like super value in all these big stores now. And uh, that's what I did, making ice cream sodas. And then after a while, I got a job with the New York Telephone Company. So that's how I discovered all these states in America. I never heard of them in my life. Yes. And how long were you you in America? I was there for nine years. Nine years, imagine, yeah. Kitty, how are you, dear? John Hello, sir. John, how are John you this Kelly here. <laughs> the last time we met, Kitty, you had your hands stuck in a basin of dough over in the Bunratty folk village. Oh, God, I love Bunratty. Did you? Oh, yeah. my God, I loved it. I thought it was back home in Cree because we lived in a little patched house just like all those houses. Yes, yes. And... It, 
I, I love fun writing and I love talking to the visitors and telling them what it was like in those days. But you were brilliant. I had one at date. Go ahead. You were brilliant. You, Thank you, you sir. Uh, the mind is sore now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, you were a marvelous, a marvelous front piece for the whole um, Bonratti Bonratti exhibition. Do you know you really were? Yeah, I got a chance to be in a lot of films down there, the evictions, and yeah. you know my own granny was evicted uh, in the eighteen nineties. Really? And uh, they asked me to play the part. They didn't know anything about my life. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, sir, I'll never forget it. I cried and cried after what my granny went through in, in those times. And yeah. Because they put uh, one of these things over the roof and it caved in where there was eight of them inside. And so I'm playing the part now. And uh, I think it was done for English television. Mm-hmm. And has it and been? I did it. It's been screened, Kitty. Kitty, has it been screened? Has it been shown I on? Beg your pardon? Has has it been shown on television? Yes. Um, well, not not that one. Not that one. It was shown. It was shown in America. I guess they did all those um, films for the states. It wasn't the Ireland because we had enough of that in Ireland. Ireland was a great time when I was young. Yeah. You know, there was no bad things, no killing, no shooting, no nothing. Everyone said their prayers and they lived by the hands of the gods. You know, it, yeah. was, it was a different, a different thing. Yeah. How did people, how, how did people, looking back on those years in the folk village, how did people interact with you? Oh, well, they would, you see, they say, uh, they'd come into the house and they'd say um, to somebody that was maybe in the office, um, how could people live like this with two rooms, no toilets, nothing like that? Yeah. And so there's no one around like that that lives like that now or live like that here. Oh, there is. They said, Kitty's up the street. Yeah. She'll tell you all about life. When she was young, yeah, and I did have lovely stories mm. because I I learned a lot from my mother and father, being always sitting and talking to them and listening to the old wise tales and the banshee and and the matchmaking. You know, ma- how about the matchmaking, Kitty? Oh, the matchmaking! Oh, in the old days. Well, that's all I know. But like I said, where I go about going to America, I. You either joined the convent or you married Johnny that was 30 years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. he might be rocking you to sleep when you were a little girl or a boy. And yeah. then the father of the house would say, well, sure, maybe one day you can have her. And I tell you, he kept her at the ward and he he wanted to marry her at 18. Yes. And then they went out then and they walked the land where I grew up and they called it the plucking of the gander. And the scared? match was made and you missed the altar. Could we visit and the plucking again? Ever after <laughs> and you had nine or ten children. Yeah, K- Kitty, could we could we revisit the plucking of the gander? That's the first time I've heard that one. I heard a lot, but that one beats Banner. Uh, plucking well, the gander. The night before the wedding, uh, they would kill a... Um, they would kill um, 
couples would call it now, they'd kill, they'd have turkeys and everything. Yeah. Now, that's before the wedding. Yeah. But first of all, they went out and they walked the land. Mm. And, you know, many times, many times, uh, some, the man that you want to marry, he puts a load of cattle into the field. And okay. then the man, the man next door, probably jealous of him, he'd come up and he'd tell the bride, the parents, don't mind him, he has nothing on his stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has, he's only putting in them cattle for the day. Yeah. And, was there, and would there be any love involved? No, you get to know them, I guess. You know, you get to know him. You get to know him. They were nice men, though. They were all men. They were nice because they didn't know bad, anything bad about anybody. You know, yeah, they were yeah. good people. And, and it's Kitty, just speaking, that they couldn't. Come on, so speaking of romance, where did you meet your husband, Pat? Was it Pat your, your husband was her? Oh, oh, no, I know, mine was a love match. <laughs> 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 I was too wise now when it came to my age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I met my husband, Pat, going to the doctor. You know, he used to bulldoze the roads all over Clare, and she drove the tar spare. Yes. And I met him going to the doctor one day. Yeah. I was sick. Yeah. And... Um, and not in room. And not in room. I bring you to the dance? Said I thought. When I heard he was living in Tulla, I said, Oh my God, Almighty. Didn't tell anything good you have in your head. Yeah. You know, to come all the way back to. He had a motor car now. Not everyone had a motor car. But oh. we did go up to the local dances. Yes. And they, they were great, you know. They were, they, were, they were a different kind of people that today. Mm. You know, they're too much today. You think so? You know, compared to our time. And yeah. we have lovely memories. By the way, I'm writing this story now. My granddaughter, Roshin, is uh, writing it, and I'm telling her what to put on it. You are. And what's the, what's the story? It's about life growing up in Clonina, going to the bog and cutting the turf and doing the potatoes. And was it a hard? the pig into the house when she was little in Havana's and... Kitty, All that stuff. Kitty. Like life in the countryside. I remember, I remember you uh, as a parent of um, that fine young man who went to America. The, your son. Um, okay. Did he actually uh, stay in the wood uh, business, in the timber business, in the craft wood, or is it? You did have a son, didn't you? Went to America. Me? Yeah. Oh no, I went to I went to America. I went over by plane. Oh, by plane. Yeah. By plane in 1953. Yeah. I knew there was a question I wanted to ask you when I heard you were coming yeah. on, and that is, was life hard for a woman in your youth? Was was life hard for women in your youth? Hard. Hard. You difficult. 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 Yeah. Was it difficult? I mean, there wasn't a lot of money around. You mentioned that. 
Um, oh, no, no, not everyone had a, had a motor car, if that's what you mean. All Dr. Hillary had one. He would be the president's father. He yeah. had a motor car. Yeah. But the neighbor up the road from us, Kelly's, yeah. uh, poor Michael, he's gone to heaven now. He mm. had a motor car because he was an only son and he had three sisters. And they got him a motor car to get around. Yeah. So we'd all uh, go into the back of the car, about ten of us, and hit off Cora Clare to the dances. A ten of you? And it was five shillings to go into the dance in those times. Yeah. And Kitty, tell me, just moving to a different topic, uh, just tell me about your fundraising campaign for Children's Hospital. Why did you raise oh, for Children's yes, Hospital? Yes, yes, Don't yes, comment. yes. Well, I tell you, I used to teach dancing in my kitchen here, which is quite small, but I had about 20 youngsters, and they all came around here where we all live in the village, and uh, um, we were doing the dancing, and I said, you know, we, we do... Um, We'll go out for uh, Christmas Eve and we'll do uh, a little choir. Yeah. And uh, we went around the street and we collected 130 pounds, I guess. Uh, that's 30 years ago now. And we uh, we collected the money and one of the boys said, what are you going to do with the money, Kitty? And I said, you know, there's a hospital in Dublin where there's sick children and we'll send the money to them to buy them pencils and copies and that. And, you know, it started from there. And then the following year, we might collect 500. And I'd be, I'd have cards and I'd be selling them here and selling them there and standing at the corner and whatever. Well, anyway, you know, um, we, we did the five walks. We went to Africa. 80 of us from the hospital and we raised a lot of money together and then we went to Mexico and while and we went to um, San Francisco and we went to the Alcatraz where that was part of our own thing we had our own money but we did six uh, kilometers a day for six days so I did the five, and then they awarded me for the work I'd done. So I raised about 170000 And, you know, I didn't stop at that. I was standing at the church, or I was standing somewhere. We collected for the kidneys, cancer. I did five more walks around Clare. Now in my 70s, yes, yeah. I went on for my 80s. Yeah. And uh, people gave me money because they trusted me, and I sent it to those people, and they used it. Because let me tell you, you know, people are all collecting now. But in my time, they weren't so good to go out and uh, do voluntary work. But I don't know, I had the gift of the gab, and I could dance. And I scoped to Galway, and poor Orlando Mac had said to me, will you dance the jig for us? I said, I will if you sponsor me. <laughs> and you know, before I left, we had 250 euros collected. Yeah, so that's big. how we collected the money. And people were wonderful. And they were great and tall and the villages and the neighbors and all around. We did them all. We would, we, then we went out in the ran and we made another load of money. And that's how we collected the money. People went out and they did it. It won't come into you. You have to go out to get it. Yeah, and and Kitty, just finally before we let you go, um, 
like you're a fantastic musician and a fantastic stem oh, dancer, and because of that, I'm frightened the claws now. <laughs> and because of that, you were on Fox News in America. Tell us about that. I was, I was. That's something that's in the chief. How did that come about? on Facebook, Derek. Yeah, how did that come about? I don't know. You see, um, Mary McInnes was here one evening. I when I was sick. Because uh, I broke my hip first and one thing led to the other. But anyway, they came down to see me. And um, Anne was here, my daughter. And uh, they said to me, Kitty, will you dance the jig for us? And I said, oh, God, I have to stand up, I said. And she said, sit there in the chair and do it. <laughs> and so Anne brought it back to America. Uh, Raymond was home. And he showed it to somebody and they said to him, could he could he have the loan of it? He thought it was lovely. Yeah. It was the old-fashioned jig. So yeah. that's what happened. I, I, I bet you got a huge time. response from it. I tell you, I did. Because a lot, a lot of people know me. You see, when I was going to New York, and then we went to Chicago, and I collected money there, and people know me, because I always had a great love for the music. Oh, mother of God. Could I could listen to it all day, you know. <laughs> listen, Kitty, so, we, we and could... And dancing, of course. Yeah. Listen, Kitty, we could talk to you all day, but unfortunately, we're short know, of time. I thank you very much. No I bother, Kitty. Thanks well, very much. And thank you for getting me now, and I hope you'll be happy now with this. <laughs> I forgot to tell my kids it was on, but it's all right. I'm sure someone will have a tape of it, because my kids, though, I've eight of them, and they'd love now to hear that, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, Kitty, you know, we I'm really appreciate you coming on. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Okay, and Kitty. Good work. Good, good luck, Kitty. Bye, Kitty. Bye-bye. God bless. I hope you come and visit me sometime. All right. Mr. Kelly, I know him a long time. <laughs> All right, now. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was Kitty Layden from Tulla. A remarkable lady, Tara. Remarkable, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very, very... You could say many things about her. Yes, and whether yeah, she's yeah. certainly whether the gift of the gab she spoke about there. And she's right there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's an, an institution, and that's yeah. a... She is indeed, and great to have her... Very on interesting, yeah. Crash Saturday Chronicle this morning. Yeah.